Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 24th, 2022. As I'm giving you this report, there are Russian troops and forces moving into key areas of Ukraine to ensure the security and safety of the independent republics of Luhansk and Donetsk, and also to take out aspects of the Ukrainian defense forces. Uh, this is the, the, those who say Putin's moves in the last 24 hours change everything haven't been paying attention. These are inevitable events made inevitable by the refusal of the transatlantic networks that have been threatening Russia to seriously negotiate with Putin to establish new draft treaties, which would recognize Russia's legitimate security guarantees. Uh, they haven't been engaged in honest diplomacy. Uh, the government of Ukraine has essentially been put out there as a sacrificial lamb for Western decision. And by Western, I mean primarily the Anglo-American decision to destroy Russia, as they've admitted repeatedly. And as Putin said, these sanctions were in place to go no matter what Russia did. This all could have been prevented had Ukraine said there would be no application to join NATO, had the West taken the offer to bring Ukraine and Georgia into NATO off the table, had the Ukrainian president not speculated about Ukraine developing a nuclear weapon capability, and had the Ukrainian government proceeded by its own signature to the process in carrying through the Minsk Accord that is to negotiate directly with the independent forces in Luhansk and Donetsk. They didn't do it. They were essentially given a uh, support from the West to continue provocative actions against Russia, including threats to the largely Russian ethnic population in the Donetsk and Luhansk areas, which are now independent republics. The desire was to provoke Russia with the intent to introduce sanctions to destroy Russia's economy. But the sanctions won't work. Meanwhile, the West has continued to pump military aid to Ukraine. Uh, I wonder now, will these weapons end up in the hands of the Russians? Now, Russia appears to be moving to take out Ukraine's defensive capabilities. There's not much the West can do at this point militarily, except to escalate not merely in conventional warfare, but by threatening to use a nuclear strike. Biden, Biden has said that's not going to happen. Uh, let's presume that, that he's legitimate in saying that. So there's, in a sense, a fait accompli accomplished by President Putin. Now, his point, as Colonel Douglas McGregor reported to Tucker Carlson last night, has been for 25 years that there should be no U.S. or NATO forces in Ukraine, no deployment of offensive weapons there. And that this was for the same reason that President John F. Kennedy in 1962 rejected the deployment of Russian nuclears, uh, nuclear missiles on the island of Cuba. McGregor said the United States should now acknowledge it, that Putin was right, that Ukraine should be neutral, not be used as a platform by NATO to threaten Russia. 
Will the West do that? Well, if you listen to the angry, vitriolic statements coming from Western officials, it's clear that that's not going to happen. Let me point something out, though. What Putin is doing in Ukraine is not different in a sense from what was, has been done in the past by the West, except in this case, it's legitimate. The West acted in Iraq or in Libya based on false flags and overwhelming force to destroy a regime that was going against the financial system of the Western order. What Putin is doing is taking out a military force that's being deployed to threaten Russian lives. Now, in this context, the Schiller Institute has stepped forward with an urgent call, and I'm going to read you sections of that call. I would urge you to download it from SchillerInstitute.com and circulate it to everyone you know, organizations you belong to, to political leaders, to church leaders. We have to have as citizens a, a mobilization not to stop the Russian activity, but to stop the strategic or to end the strategic geometry characterized by the U.S. as an arrogant unipolar force, which is deciding based on British intelligence and the addition of NATO force, who's allowed to do what in the world. That's no longer acceptable. So this is a petition calling to convoke an international conference to establish a new security and development architecture for all nations. Now it says, behind this war is the blowout of the entire transatlantic financial system, a nearly $2 quadrillion speculative bubble of derivatives and debt is already blowing apart. It's led to a hyperinflationary process that's been unleashed globally. It goes on to say, quote, the city of London and Wall Street, the owners of that bankrupt system, are desperate to destroy any functioning alternative to that system, such as Russia and China's alliance around the Belt and Road Initiative, which now incorporates nearly 150 nations. And the financial establishment has openly stated that this is what is at stake, unquote. In fact, they've been committed to stopping that to ending the economic development, which is being undertaken by a Eurasian integration, which has made offers to work with Europe and the United States, which have been rejected by the European Union and the US. Now, Putin has said the same thing, that the US, UK, NATO relentless eastward expansion up to Russia's borders is driven by this economic policy. And it threatens Russia's national security in ways that Russia cannot accept. That's from the call. Now, the call goes on to say, therefore, to stop the drive to war, it is necessary to adopt a more fundamental approach, which is to establish an entirely new paradigm that will ensure the security and the economic development of every nation on the planet. Then it goes on to talk about the uh, predecessor idea for this, the 1648 Peace of Westphalia, which ended the brutal 150-year war of uh, religion on the European continent. Uh, the statement says, quote, the Peace of Westphalia was crafted only at the point that all parties realized that if they continued on their current path, 
there would be no winners and very few survivors. They chose to create a new paradigm based on the defense of the interest of the other and on the premise that the security of all was the first requirement of the security of each party, unquote. Continues, quote, that is the key lesson of the Treaty of Westphalia for today. The world today stands at a similar crossroads. If the current geopolitical policies continue, nuclear war becomes a very real possibility, after which there would be no winners and most probably no survivors, unquote. And the, the uh, call goes on to state that the solution is the economic proposals of Lyndon LaRouche for a new financial system based on the principles of a new Bretton Woods, which include sovereign banking systems, national banking systems of each nation invested in physical economic production by those nations, a system of fair trade among those nations, and that each nation be uh, allowed to carry out a process of developing new platforms of infrastructure based on the most advanced technologies. This is the way you get out of a war danger. The danger of war in Ukraine has nothing to do with the defense of the democratic aspirations of the Ukrainian people. If that were so, why would NATO and the US be supporting an oligarchic regime that outlaws opposition parties and opposition press and that has built up huge fortunes in the hands of a few oligarchs while uh, downgrading the standard of living of virtually every single Ukrainian. Why would we be spending or sending $5 billion worth of weapons to Ukraine, which the Ukrainian government is borrowing money to purchase, when they already have a 4 to $5 billion immediate debt payment, which they cannot cover, which could trigger a default of the whole financial system? If you look into these questions, you'll see that what we're dealing with is a system which is bankrupt. The unipolar system is financially bankrupt and morally bankrupt. It's insisting on its right to dictate to nations that they must submit to the supranational demands of a conglomeration of corporate cartels, primarily financial insurance, hedge funds, but also other cartels who are dictating the terms of survival to the world. Russia and China will never submit to that. That's the basis for this current confrontation. And Putin has moved swiftly, as he said he would. He said he would use military and technical means if his uh, requests for security guarantees are not met. And people like Blinken and Biden uh, arrogantly said, this is off the table. If you want to talk about secondary issues, we can. Well, Putin has now acted. The question is, what will happen in the West? What will you do? Again, I urge you, go to the SchillerInstitute.com website, download this um, uh, call for uh, a new security and financial architecture, circulate it, and join us in the mobilization to not just counter a war threat, but to establish the basis on which there can be lasting, durable peace and economic security for everyone on the planet. Thanks for joining me. Tomorrow is Friday. I'll take your questions. I'm sure you have many, many questions for me. Uh, send them to me at harleysch at gmail.com.